This is Jeff Steitzer, and you're listening to the Xbox Expansion Pass. Double kill, triple kill, overkill, killing spree, killing frenzy, Kilimanjaro, kill tacular, kill apocalypse, slayer, mmm, brains. <laughs> Welcome one, welcome all to episode 134 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Sunday, June 5th, 2022. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost. In this episode, we are one week to Xbox Showcase and just under that to Summer Games Fest. We're also going to note the multi-platform announcements that came in the previous week from State of Play. Predictions galore and goodness knows there's good times on the horizon. Enjoy. Yet another week of gaming is upon us and behind us. Welcome to XEP, discussing all things in the Gamerverse as they pertain to the Xbox ecosystem. And as I am wont to do each and every week, I like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made my gaming week better. And this week, the words of kindness are twofold. First, of course, going to my friend, my friend Fame2K, David Whitaker of Level 1 Gaming. He jumped in and did a raid with me over on Avengers. We got him through his first raid. Uh, having a good old time there. If you're unfamiliar, Avengers has gone through its 2.4 update, uh, prepping for Jane Foster. A lot of clean fixes, allowing newcomers to uh, enjoy the game. Really a, a step above where it's been uh, in previous years and a lot of good news on that front. And we were able to get David through his first raid, which was an absolute blast. I've leveled up a third character into raid territory, which has been a good time as well. And we did it with the help of our friend from our second shout out, Mammoth Ego. Mammoth is an Avengers content creator, daily streaming uh, over on Twitch all the time. Uh, Mammoth Ego, one of just the, the genuine good people, like nice guys that just loves the game and, and loves Marvel in general. He and the Doom Squad are often streaming Avengers and Fortnite and the like. Uh, but we were able to kind of just team up and get David through. I've had an absolute blast. They've shepherded me when I've taken lower level characters through something and that's kind of what it's all about, right? You hear about people sherping, sherpaing, that's hard to say, others through different types of content, whether it be Destiny, Avengers, uh, Sea of Thieves, or any other kind of live service game. The veterans take those who are, are new or raising a character through, uh, and it's a feel-good community type thing, right? I've had an absolute blast uh, kind of supporting and hanging out with them at various points, and I'm hoping to play with them more kind of in the weeks to come. But it's it's feel-good gaming stuff, and that's what you like. That's what you like. Uh, well, no matter what the game is, if you've got people that are good and wholesome and enjoying the content with you, then you're going to have a better time than you otherwise would. And so I've had an absolute blast of late. So shout out to David. Shout out to Mammoth Ego. Go follow them on their various platforms. Uh, look up Fame2K. You'll find it anywhere, Twitter and YouTube alike. Mammoth Ego over on Twitch. Uh, super cool. Super cool people for sure. Now we've got a lot to get to in a short amount of time. Let's do some housekeeping first. Uh, guys, I'm doing a quick giveaway. This is to a small indie game, a cheap like $5 game. Nothing crazy about it. I discovered it much by accident uh, over on Twitter and uh, saw that Carnage, was, who's often an indie spotlighter, 
was was tweeting about it. So I checked it out. Uh, the game is called Zombo Buster Advance by Chili Dog Interactive. It's five bucks and it's basically a clone of Plants vs. Zombies, except you're defending malls and shopping centers and airports and stuff. Uh, but it's basically old school Plants vs. Zombies. It fits like a mobile port over onto the Xbox space for your console. And I really like it. I'm really having a good time. Uh, not predatory, real chill, real slow and relaxed, easy achievements. Uh, Zombo Buster Advance, again, five bucks. Uh, I'm having a good old time with it. And so if you guys drop your gamer tag into the comments on YouTube um, for this one, I, I will do a giveaway and, and give it away to one or two people just because. Uh, I don't even know the developers or anything like that. It's just, it's a it's a affordable, fun, relaxing game. So if you liked Plants vs. Zombies over on the Xbox 360 back in the day, uh, you'll like this one. It's very, very similar in many ways, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's just a nice, chill, relaxing game. So if you're into that, put your name into the comment section or your, your gamer tag into the comment section, uh, and I'll gift a few copies over the course of the next week for sure. Uh, I've also picked up, I had the good fortune of uh, kind of coming into some, some extra Xbox credit of late. I traded in my PlayStation 4. I have my PS5, of course, but I traded in my PS4, and GameStop's doing really good trade-ins there. So I picked up some extra Xbox currency. I've got a couple $20 gift cards to give away over the, the summertime to you guys uh, as a thank you to so many of you for hanging out and supporting XEP, particularly in the last few weeks. It's been a blast um, with all the, the different you know spotlights we've gotten from different points. We... Uh, <laughs> It's been interesting. It's been interesting. I'll actually talk about that a little bit in the back half of the show. A lot of people asking me what it's been like to kind of go on that run, but not get credited. And of course, I don't think I've talked about Podcast Unlocked. And I don't know. It's kind of neat. So uh, towards the latter half of the show, we'll talk about that. But I think it's time. Let's go ahead and get into some news. Well, here we are, guys. Uh, we are one week out at the time of recording from the Xbox Bethesda showcase, and we've got plenty of things to discuss in the prediction category there. Summer Games Fest as well coming up. But Xbox did have a little bit of news in the previous week, one by way of a, a console update they're doing for June, another by way of the multi-platform announcements in PlayStation's very impressive state of play. Uh, let's talk first about that June Xbox update. The big takeaway from this one is that Microsoft is allowing Xbox users to reveal details about secret achievements. That is to say, you're going to be able to, if you want, if you choose to kind of click through the options, pretty easy to do, by the way, um, you can clear out your secret achievements to see whatever it is that you need to accomplish to figure it out. That, of course, will open you up to story spoilers and different types of games, but uh, in a very similar method to what the way PlayStation will let you reveal your trophies that are hidden, you can now reveal secret achievements. I think this is a great thing. Uh, very much uh, delayed. It's never fun when you have a secret achievement that you can unlock and then you have to go to your phone to find out what it is, what it is you need to do in a game uh, for sure. So I like that. They've also got improvements to speed and reliability as well as detecting available updates coming uh, to your console, both in your collection and when you launch a game. That is to say, you'll be able to, to update your games faster if they're on automatic update and the like. Uh, so that's kind of cool. It's nice to see that they're always doing those console kind of updates and, and letting things run smoother. Something that you know happens, but it's nice to take a moment and just look back at like, all right, what, what's actually going on here and there uh, for sure. There are other little things that popped up. IGN was doing a uh, IGN first, which is effectively their cover story. They are discussing Sonic Frontiers, the new Sonic game coming to all platforms, I believe, though I think they're, they're showcasing the Switch version. Maybe that's Sonic Origins. Nonetheless, Sonic Frontiers is a 3D Sonic game 
that very much looks open world and what you might equate to a mix of like a Breath of the Wild and Sonic Adventure 2. That's right. I said it. I made the Breath of the Wild comparison because every good open world game gets compared to Breath of the Wild. Deal with it. Deal with it. That's part of it. You know, I got those those crazy people out there like Ainsley Bowden who's like, oh, I don't like Breath of the Wild. Well, you and six people are really upset about it. But Breath of the Wild is a good comparison point, especially when you've got a visual aesthetic like Sonic Frontiers. But it looks like it's combining the gameplay of Sonic Adventure 2 with some of that open world element. And frankly, I thought it looked really good. I've seen a lot of mixed reactions in the Twitter space and on the social media discussions about Sonic Frontiers. But I, I left the demo that they were showing really impressed and really excited. This is a game I, I want to get my hands on. I'm also anxious to check out the Sonic Origins collection that they're doing uh, kind of in the vein of Sonic Mania, where it looks like they're cleaning up a bit of the gameplay in the older games, which is is cool. I like collections, though. I've been a sucker for a good collection of late, um, really diving down the digital eclipse rabbit hole and playing the old Street Fighters from the Street Fighter collection and, uh, of course, the, the Mega Man collection. And I'm really excited for the Cowabunga collection which has taken me down a serious Ninja Turtles rabbit hole. I hooked up my old Xbox 360. I've been playing my 360, playing some arcade games and some old disc games that don't that are not back compat, including TMNT arcade game and uh, Turtles in Time reshelled. It makes me that much more excited for the collection where I can go kind of in and out and earn some fresh achievements on it. And they've got some cleaned up experiences uh, for sure. But uh, I've gone down that TMNT rabbit hole. I ordered some old 360 games that, off ebay i've been watching the 2013 show and the 2003 show uh that are one's animated one cgi animated and it's really good really good both of them are actually really good i watched the old 1980 i want to say 1989 movie uh and turtles one and two uh ending with secret of the ooze that was a fun experience really nostalgic kick there um I get into that. I go into phases. I think I've talked about that before. Sometimes I go into a Star Wars phase or a Resident Evil phase or or whatever it is. I'm in a TMNT phase and it's been fun. Actually, I've really enjoyed it. And it looks like we're going to be getting Shredder's Revenge sooner rather than later. I have a tentative interview with uh, .mu uh, or Tribute Games. I'm not sure which one it's going to be based on their availability schedules to talk about Shredder's Revenge. And I'm looking forward to that one. I haven't recorded it yet, and sometimes these things change. Um, so we'll see if that comes to pass. But it looks like that's going to be happening sooner rather than later. Uh, and I might have to dance around with some NDA stuff, figure out release dates and things and the like. But I'm really excited to talk to them just because they're reviving an old classic that lived on nostalgia, right? And that's going to be a unique thing to balance. But they've got a really good track record, thanks to Streets of Rage 4. So looking forward to that as well. The only interview I have I'm, that I'm sitting on at the moment is Red Out 2. I'm kind of waiting until they're closer to their release date. Uh, but I got some other stuff in the works. I, I've uh, reached out trying to get Sniper Elite 5 coverage for you guys and i've got a few other people that i've reached out to but it always helps uh if you're a pr person and you want your game recognized you know give me a shout it always helps as well listeners uh if you guys tweet and tag people without badgering to be very clear um and let me know that who you want to be on the show because uh, as a smaller creator sometimes it's an obstacle but if i can i i i will request it and see what can what can happen on that one the Transitioning now to the PlayStation State of Play that occurred last week. This was a fan 
fantastic showcase by PlayStation. They had a roughly 30-minute show uh, last Thursday at the time of this recording, uh, and it was really, really good. I was was so enthralled and thrilled with it. We gave our uh, not live reactions, but our reactions about an hour past over on Cast Co-op for Season Gaming's YouTube page, uh, and I left very high on it. There was a lot of VR stuff, and I'm not one for VR. And despite not caring much about VR, I left with a lot of games that I'm really looking forward to playing. Uh, they didn't have much in the way of PlayStation exclusives, but I feel like you're going to see a bit of that at Summer Games Fest. This was a chance for them to kind of schmooze their third-party partners. They told us it'd be a, a third-party heavy event. Even their first-party stuff was either VR-based or third-party adjacent, and that third-parties were transferring like Spider-Man over to PC. Uh, but the multi-platform stuff was really exciting. I really was excited. Resident Evil 4 Remake uh, is launching on March 24th, 2023. That's super, super exciting to me. I loved Resident Evil 4. March is a great time for a Resident Evil game to drop. It's the same team that kind of has done the remasters uh, of Resident Evil's 2 and 3. Uh, this is super exciting for me. If they can cut out some of the, the extra fluff in Resident Evil 4 and still capture that same tone, uh, I am there. I am there. I mean, graphically, I, I expect the best. It's a next-gen only game. So only PS5, PC, and Xbox Series S and X. This is one that I am all in for and super stoked to check out. Uh, then kind of uh, a few months prior to that, you have another survival horror game in Callista Protocol. And that's made by the old Dead Space team. They're launching Callista Protocol over on December 2nd. That's really exciting as well. If you've not seen the trailer for Callista Protocol... That is haunting and terrifying. And I'm not a horror game guy. Like, I'm not going to get super stoked for a Bloober game just because it's Bloober uh, and just because it's horror. But something about Callista Protocol, I'm there for. I think it's the third person over the shoulder element uh, where you can fight back. It looks a lot more, uh, forgive the, the overused term, but it looks very visceral where you have dead space. You have like weapons that are cutting and slicing with, with energy, like the laser cutter and such. You don't feel the impact of things where in Callista protocol, it looks like you're hitting and slicing with, with like physical force. And I'm really anxious to see how that goes. The difference there is that it's not next gen only. You're going to see this on PS4 and Xbox one, as well as PS5 and series S and X and PC. So curious to know if that holds back. I'm very much in the mind that it's time to move on and we really need to get, get the PS4s and the Xbox Ones out. The problem is this generation is kind of lagging in because of chip shortages, so I understand it, uh, but I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. Perhaps that's a, a privileged thing to say, given that I do have both of the, the now current-gen consoles kind of sitting in my room. The the last like super hi-fi announcement that I was so stoked about was Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6 is coming to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PC, and Xbox Series S and X. So excited for this one. The game looks absolutely fantastic. Some weird modes in there that even made it look like it has open world elements in between fights. I don't know about that part. That part was a little bit odd, but I'll always get excited for a new Street Fighter Provided it's accessible and not launching with four, four, three or four fighters at a time. Uh, Street Fighter V really, really let me down. But um, after diving in recently to that Street Fighter collection that I mentioned earlier, I also dove into Street Fighter IV, which is a game I absolutely loved. Um, it's really hard to play fighting games now that are that are like Street Fighter, where it's ingrained in my memory. I played all the Street Fighter games on a fight stick, whereas Mortal Kombat and Battle for the Grid and Killer Instinct, I played with a controller. 
so I'm thinking I need to get a fight stick for Street Fighter Six. Uh, it's coming in 2023. We don't know when, and I'm I'm debating: do I want a fight stick? The answer is yes, I do. But how and who would I play with? And I know Elu from Season Gaming plays fighting games, but is this one I want to get into? I think so. I think it is. I'm excited for it. They've also got elements in there that make it more approachable. They have like a simplified uh, super move combo thing where you can press just one button and do your supers. That's cool. I like that stuff. I like when you make complex games like that more accessible. I know that when I went back into Street Fighter 4, I was trying to do combos with Akuma and do their supers, and it was just, it was alien. One, because I wasn't on my fight stick, but also two, it was just, it had been so long. And so if that's what it's like for people that just don't do fighting games, if it's like that for them all the time, then yeah, I like simplified controls. Enjoy it. Rock on. Uh, I, I like seeing the the ability for xbox gamers to now get in on this one the fighting game community is elitist and brilliant and accepting and every every range from from the best of the best down to the most accepting it's just a really cool community uh top to bottom that has any levels of competition and i'm really excited to see xbox gamers get welcomed back into it on a street fighter front i thought it was a big mistake that street fighter was playstation specific uh, for Street Fighter V. I think it hurt the game, hurt the community, and it's kind of a bummer. Uh, it is interesting now that PlayStation owns Evo, and you know there's a relationship there, so I'll be curious to see what happens in the future. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering how that takes. It's also interesting. <laughs> it's on PlayStation 4, but not Xbox One, and that's due to that exclusivity of, of last gen. That's why you can see it on Series SX, but not Xbox One. I don't care about that. I don't think that's a big deal. I think it's just important that they... Uh, as as a company, as Street Fighter, as a brand, uh, as they now reach back out to Xbox gamers, welcome them in with open arms, and and I all signs point to them doing that. You know, why wouldn't you want to do that? Uh, it's a bigger market for you. But I'm super stoked. Those were kind of my three big announcements from the state of play that I was just like, yes, let's go. There were a couple other smaller things in there that didn't really uh, do it for me, and, and I'm not a VR person. I don't think I would be a VR person even if it was in Xbox land. Uh, probably the financial element that that's holding me back there. Probably. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want to put on another headset and just play, you know? I don't know. We'll see. When it happens, it'll happen and I'll probably jump in and go all the way, but uh who but I'm just not I'm not into VR. I don't know. I think when it happens, I'll go and I'll I'll go all out, but I'm just not I'm just not there with VR. You know, I'm I'm just not there as it were. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm googling it right now. I'm pull, pulling up Summer Games Fest uh, just because I want to take a look at what it's got going on uh, ahead of time. Jeff Keeley has done a fantastic job at creating a summer event for us all to look forward to, and he gets a lot of flack, I think, especially from Xbox gamers that I notice. Uh, he gets a lot of flack for 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 being close to Kojima, for having a close relationship with PlayStation, and I think that's very silly. When you look at what Jeff Keighley has done, he's really stepped up in ways that the ESA and other award shows have also just failed gamers. The ESA has really failed to deliver on the promise of E3 in the recent years, COVID or otherwise. Uh, they've done a bad job, and, and Jeff has slowly allowed Summer Game Fest to kind of become the place to be, all the while continuing to work well with you know Xbox and, and now Bethesda and, and other people that he may not be as close with. He seems to be opening for indies to AAA top to bottom. And I really appreciate that. We need people to do just that. 
uh, it's frustrating when I see people attacking him and it's like, yo, he's the one putting it together. How can you be upset by that? And everybody has favorites. So what? So what? Yeah. Okay. Maybe he likes this brand or that brand or this creator, that creator better. I mean, like he loves Kojima. All right. Lots of people love Kojima. If you were in that position, wouldn't you, uh, be extra excited. I see a lot of Xbox gamers evangelize certain people in the Xbox community, Sarah Bond and, and Phil Spencer, etc. I don't, I don't take offense when people get excited about Keeley or Kojima or anything like that. It's, it seems unnecessary. I'm excited for summer game fest and uh, the different announcements it's going to bring. I mean, if you go to their website, which I just did just to be very clear, I mean, they've even got the Bethesda showcase there on, on their screen just to have it. And you're going to be so seeing so many of the big players at Summer Game Fest. Capcom's already delivered a lot in the state of play, but you're going to have 2K, Deep Silver, Bloomer, uh, .emu, which I was talking about, Epic Games, uh, Netflix is going to be there. <laughs> Weird. Uh, Digital Extremes, Sega, PlayStation, Raw Fury, Warner Brothers, Xbox. I mean, like, yeah, why wouldn't we be excited? I'm stoked for Summer Game Fest. The, the first kind of big showcase is starting at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern on June 9th, uh, which is just dope. Very cool, right? Very cool. Uh, and then, of course, you have Summer Game, uh, not Summer Game Fest. You have Xbox Bethesda Showcase uh, a week from the time of this recording on June 12th, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I will be doing a live reacts on that one over on the Season Gaming YouTube channel. Season Gaming, uh, myself, Joseph Moran from the Trophy Room, and Ainsley Bowden from the Bitcast. We're going to be doing a cast co-op reacts to this one because uh, the gents from the BitCast couldn't make it. And we were like, yo, we like we like Xbox showcases. Let's do it together. So if you want to see me live react amidst, you know, all the many opportunities and, and options that you have uh, at your very, you know, because everybody and their mom's doing a reacts to this one. Uh, if you want to see the season gaming version with Cast Co-op, Joseph Moran, myself and Ains, uh, jump over to the, the YouTube channel for season gaming and support us there. Um, all the super chats that we get, by the way, go towards like supporting the, the people that make our art and music on cast co-ops. So that's kind of cool because um, we don't do a lot of live stuff. And so it helps us kind of pay back those that contribute to us, which is neat, right? Um, let's see now. So let's talk about that summer game fest. Let's talk about that summer game fest and Xbox Bethesda showcase. A lot of you guys writing in asking different types of questions about this one, what to do exactly on it. Let's look first at uh captain logan he's writing in about this bethesda showcase and he says do you think we'll get a full rundown of starfield for the show even though it's been delayed logan you're absolutely going to see starfield without a doubt you'll see a good old rundown of it a full rundown i don't know what that means versus what they're going to show us right like but i think you're going to be seeing a good amount of just what Starfield has to offer. They have to do that. They have to show us that their studios under their umbrella have been making progress because 2022 is so light on first party stuff on exclusives. Uh, you know, four exclusives have been delayed from Xbox. Two of them due to the Ukraine and Russia war and replaced and stalker Two. two of them due to, other stuff that we're not really privy to uh, in Redfall and Starfield. So they have to show us something. I do think you're going to see a good amount of Starfield there and uh, about time. Like we need to see it. We need to know why we're all up in arms over it. Like, is it worth being this upset over? Is it worth being this excited about? I, I don't think so based on what we've seen. And I'm ready to be proven wrong, right? Like I'm ready to see why. So I do think you're going to see a, a good old rundown of Starfield for sure. 
Matt without fear writing in, he says, do you think Xbox will double dip on Forza at the Bethesda showcase, giving us a look at Forza 5's first expansion and another glimpse at motorsport? Uh, yeah, Matt, I absolutely do think you're going to get a double dip of Forza. I think you need to get a double dip of Forza uh, because Forza Horizon 5 has been out. It's got the more players than any other Forza game has gotten before. And they've not shown us anything on that expansion front. And they need to. They need to show us what we're getting this year. Uh, it might be worth it to just say, hey, cut our losses on 2022 and put Motorsport at the beginning of 2023 and let 2023 be the year of Xbox, right? That might be worth it. They're selling consoles left and right. They don't need some of these big heavy players. Maybe let Motorsport be the beginning of 2023 and let Forza Horizons expansion just crush it this summer or uh, in the fall. Maybe that's the play, but I do think you're going to see both. And that expansion better crush it. Forza Horizon 5 is in just one of the best racing games, driving games ever made, bar none. And I do think it's time that we see what they've got to show for it. Like, what what's your next step? Do we get that big Xbox Bethesda crossover that I want so badly where I'm racing through tracks that take me between shooting ships and sea of, on the Sea of Thieves? Or uh, do I get to race a Pelican in a Warthog again and, and do Halo missions or an Armadillo from Gears with a Brumac chasing me? I want that, right? Like, that's what I want. Maybe I even drive through two fighters lining up on the Killer Instinct battlefield. That'd be cool. Who knows? Who knows? I, I want to see more Horizon 5 because motorsport doesn't appeal to me. That's a niche racing game. And that's like for the people that are interested in Gran Turismo, right? Like it's it's a different type of gamer uh, and it's not for me, but Horizon is for me. So I'm hoping we get Horizon ASAP, like as soon as possible. And then motorsport started off 2023, right? Let that be the first first party game of next year. I don't think you need to stress this year any longer. The damage has been done. Uh, for a lot of stuff. I do think you're getting first party things, mind you, but I don't know that you need motorsport so close to a horizon expansion, but uh, who knows, man, in a week's time, you could be laughing at that prediction, right? Like that could be way off, way off. Uh, in that same vein, Edward Barnell writes in and he says, we know the predictions for next Sunday are coming, but do you think Xbox owners will have a stack of fall and winter uh, titles? If a lot of titles are promised this year to release, what month will be the biggest and I'd, uh, what month will be the biggest? Hmm. So Edward, uh, if I'm tracking your question, you're really wondering if Xbox gamer is going to have anything exclusive or special to play this holiday. Um, and I think the answer is yes. I just don't think it's a ton of new stuff. I do think you see something for Halo Infinite. Tatanka, the Battle Royale uh, is going to happen this year. You're going to get that Forza Horizon expansion. You've always got new Sea of Thieves stuff. Um, but that kind of goes, the CFD stuff goes under the radar because you're either in or you're out probably at this point, but you should all go in and play. You should all go in and play the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. You may even get some Peter Pan stuff at some point because they're building up that relationship with Disney, though I think that's delayed. Uh, Peter Pan stuff might be taking longer. I'm not really sure. But, you, you know, you're going to get that kind of thing. Uh, but like I mentioned earlier, their two big titles were delayed for unknown reasons. Two other exclusives delayed because of the war in Ukraine. And uh, you can't be mad at the war in Ukraine stuff. Like, that's not a fair thing to get upset about. That's a completely like you'd be a jerk to be mad at that. Right. Not you specifically, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we'd be mean if we commented on on anything there. Um, you can absolutely ask the question, like, you know, is it is it fair to be angry and frustrated with them? And I think Artsor Gaming is a question like that in a bit. Uh, but. They, you're going to have stuff. You are going to have stuff to play. I do think you're going to see something from Gears in terms of a remaster. 
Uh, I do think you've got remasters and re- remakes and stuff on the way. They do have games for this fall. I just don't think it's your biggest hitters. I believe In Exile has something happening. Uh, I'm darn sure that Obsidian has something happening. Uh, it's a matter of timelines, right? The timelines are all muddled at this point, and we've not seen credible leaks at this point. But like, what's happening with Avowed? What's happening with Contraband? What's happening with a lot of these games that we know are in the making, but we haven't seen is fable going to show us something. Are we going to see something from perfect dark? No, you're not going to see anything from perfect dark, but it is time to see Wolfenstein three. It is time to see Indiana Jones. Uh, I, I, what happens there, right? you got something to play this fall. If you're an Xbox gamer, this, this holiday, but it's not likely going to be your biggest hitters. I think the realities of the world have just bumped it into 2023 and shoot. I mean, is that sucks, right? You gotta, you gotta be, you can be frustrated all day. I know I'm frustrated on some levels, but at the other hand, like there's a lot of third party games coming. I'm excited for a lot of third party stuff. Uh, there's definitely things to play and we've seen big droughts in PlayStation territory as well. Um, Nintendo is the king of re-releasing stuff that you didn't ask for, or, you know, games that are remade that aren't really remade. They just re-release it uh, and kind of dumping on their fans from time to time. So, How do you get mad, right? Like you can be upset, but I don't think any company's in trouble uh, for sure. And I think that's kind of one of the things that uh, Artur was writing in. Let's actually get to his question and just transition easily. He says, are we being reasonable and wanting more from 2022 in Xbox? Or should we remember that 2021 saw Metacritic records, great scores all around for Flight Sim, Psychonauts, Forza Horizon, Halo, Age of Empires, etc. And every year can't be fully stacked. So, Arthur, you're absolutely right. We do need to recognize that their 2021 was friggin' incredible. Absolutely epic. They broke Metacritic records. They delivered on multiple fronts with Flight Sim, Forza Horizon. Halo Infinite was just an absolute smash hit in terms of players playing the uh, campaign, players playing the multiplayer, which has definitely, it's definitely time for more. Like, it's ridiculous that Season 2 is is six months. It's ridiculous that they haven't done more with that storefront. The prices are better, but, like, they should be cycling stuff in and out faster. The Fractures Mode land grab was incredible in Halo Infinite, but simply put, the content delivery is too slow, and it is fair to be upset with that. They consistently say priority zero is don't burn out the team, time to add to the team right so you can have it both recognize that every year can't be stacked recognize that uh they had an incredible 2021 and and tip your hat to 2021 and recognize that they are selling consoles left and right faster than they can make them at this point so much so that they're outside playstation by a pretty hefty margin their unit sales are up uh, tremendously high but yeah you can be upset the one thing i want to point out is there's a bit of hypocrisy in that when games get delayed for whatever reason, so many people are like, take your time. We want the best game. Take your time. And then they will similarly be upset that such and such has no games or whatnot. It's like you can't you can't be both and and honest, right? You can be one or the other or you can calm it down on the reactions, but you can't be vitriolic like this game. This system has no games uh, and be angry. And then when they say, hey, here's why we need to delay. Say, hey, take your time. Make the best game. Games get delayed all the time. Doesn't matter what the manufacturer is. Doesn't matter the publisher or anything. You got to recognize that. But it is fair to question, hey, Xbox, you've got 30 studios now, or you're almost at 30 studios. You're trying to produce this result, that result, and things aren't working out. It's a miracle that Infinite came out the way it did. 
it's a miracle that it did. Staten and his team came cleaned house on the stuff that couldn't be ready, and they delivered a great campaign. They delivered a very functional and impressive multiplayer. So you have to be, you know, pleased on that one. Now, what's going on, right? Like, what's going on? It's been like eight, nine months. Let's see. Eight months since Halo Infinite. Why are we waiting still for for more changes to be happening? By the same token, every live service game has first year problems. So so it's a it's a catch 22 there. But I think it's fair to ask the question. I also think as we ask the question, we need to recognize they, they pretty much knocked it out of the park in 2021 and they're doing great. Um, it's it's just a. What are you gonna do, right? What are you gonna do? Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to make sure I, I touch a few questions. I know I answered a lot of everyone's last last week's questions on Twitter because I didn't actually record last week. We I know you enjoyed the John McLaren interview, guys. A lot of you checking it out. Um, I hope you did check it out. He he dropped some really cool stuff there. Guardians of the Galaxy, a great game that even I underrated. I think in my review on season gaming, I should have rated it a bit higher. I think. But uh, it was really fun talking with Star-Lord and, and hearing kind of what he had to say about so many different things. Really nice guy off air, too. Really enjoyed, like, DMing, chatting with him. Just a cool dude, for sure. Uh, comicbook.com picked up that article or that interview and noted that he said they hadn't recorded lines for a sequel. And I got a lot of people writing or responding to me about that on Twitter because uh, comicbook.com did not cite me in their live tweet. They didn't even mention the name xbox expansion pass in their write-up and i wanted to comment on that because we've gotten a lot of i don't know how to put it like a lot of shows recently have been picked up and clipped out and and brought spotlight to xcp right started with lauren lanning you had the the ed freeze one this one just kind of went up the godfall thing that i wrote up that was for season gaming a lot of stuff that i've done lately has picked up some traction in the news and that's really cool and it's I tweeted out something very similar to this. It's hard to get mad when people are listening to the show and writing it up, right? Like that helps me when they put the link to my show in their articles. So it's hard to be upset by that. It's a little strange in that I want them to at least say the words Xbox Expansion Pass or Luke Lore in the article because I want people to recognize the work I'm doing, but it's hard to get upset because they are bringing more eyes to the show. And it has very, it's been very hard. It's been a genuine struggle to grow XEP past a certain threshold without kind of those things getting clipped out. Um, it's led to some wonderful moments. Getting to be on IGN's podcast Unlocked was a dream come true. Uh, that meant the absolute world. That was a lifelong, not lifelong, that was a like uh, Xbox podcasting career goal of mine. Uh, I hope to do it again. You know, I'd like to end up on some of the other major Xbox sites and, and land up on people's radars. And I don't think that happens unless people are writing up the show. The catch 22 is if they don't say the words Xbox expansion pass or as I saw many people do, like there's one guy on Twitter who, who always takes people's work and tweets it like he's doing it. Next gen player, I think it is. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure, like clipped out the show and didn't mention me or the show's name once in the tweet or in anything. And that happens. So that part might be frustrating, but I appreciate those of you who have gone to great lengths to see that I'm cited in different things and know that I'm of two minds about it myself. I often reach out to sites and say, Hey, I have something that might be interesting to you. If your audience would be interested, I need those eyes on the show, but I also like to get credit and there's a way have your cake, eat it too. Is it fair? Is it not? And, And I'm still unsure, but I do appreciate those of you that have, 
listened consistently, have supported me vocally uh, and privately, that stuff means the world because the attention is overwhelming sometimes, but also really neat. It is really neat. Uh, please know that as some of the stuff goes high profile, I'm still hoping to do indie stuff. That's 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 really there's no like goal for triple A, double A indie. It's just talk to people that help make games and bring games to gamers. And wherever that where that means high profile stuff, small profile stuff. Like I'm so excited for you guys to hear the Red Out 2 interview. Red Out 2 is an anti-grav racer for a niche audience that I really am excited about. You know, like that's that's what I like doing on XEP. Top to bottom, doesn't matter the size of the the guest or whatnot. I just love spotlighting things that bring games to gamers. So that's that's going to be the goal for XEP. And if that means a, it's a smaller audience, but we're respectful and good and, and whatnot, sure, that's fine by me. That's fine by me. And I hope the right eyes get put on the show. I hope the opportunities to guest on the right kinds of shows exist because I won't go on a show where we're going to dump on other platforms. I won't go on shows where the goal is to, to diss PlayStation or attack people, but going on on places where we just celebrate games. I'm stoked for that big and small. I love doing that. Um, and, and I enjoy it like project X talk and uh, giant pack Sam show the, the gaming perspective and, and whatnot. Like I love doing that kind of stuff. Those are, those are my jam, right? Like being on Unlocked would be cool. That, again, that would be really, really neat. Joining Major Nelson sometime would be cool. And there are others. There are a lot of others, right? Game Informer, GameSpot. Like chatting with them would be neat one day. But the goal ultimately is to talk about people bringing games to gamers. That's my that's my jam. That's my jam for sure. Uh, kind of tangential on that one. Uh, one last question. This one comes from Norm over on Twitter. Uh, he wants to know my comment or prediction here. Uh, Avengers sequel as a non-live service model. He says it's more wishful thinking than a prediction. I guess Norm is an avid Avengers player. Uh, Norm, I think you're going to be quite happy with the stuff you're getting. I know a good bit about what's coming in 2022 to Avengers for the rest of the year. You got some good stuff on the way. You're going to like Jane Foster. Of course, you've got uh, Kritzi Abajas' She-Hulk, which has been delayed multiple times due to the show being delayed, but... Note that she was on XEP 100. So we've known about that one for a good bit. Um, there's also another hero coming to Avengers and several villains. And then if they're able to do more 20, which they are right. Like they've got the funding. I mean, more like if the content can continue at the cadence, it's planning to and aiming to, to arrive at. You got a cool 2023, man. You got a really cool 2023, at least from what I know, from what I think I know. I know. Um, so I think you'll be happy, bud. But Avengers is doing well. Kind of the, the the quiet secret is that it's doing well. And if you're a new player, I know I I, I celebrate that game a lot. It's got a great community out there with some incredible people. Do, shout out to Doom Squad Gaming. Uh, real cool guy. I hope to be on his show one day. He's a super great dude. Uh, Sadat the Gamer, Mammoth Ego, High Ruler. A lot of good p- people in that community. Really, really cool. Really cool. All right. Reminder, if you drop your gamer tag into the comment section i'll put you in for a giveaway uh for plants vs zombies like game zombo buster advance really cool game from chili dog that i'm just having fun with i'll do some bigger giveaways down the line but uh thank you guys for listening please 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 click like if you're on youtube subscribe over on the, the podcast feeds do the rating stuff that kind of thing matters a lot matters a whole lot especially being a solo show um and i see it when you do it i really do see it when you do it because i read them all 
I read them all, even the painful ones. So shout out to you guys. Follow me on Twitter at InsipidGhost. That's it for me. Take care, everybody. Thank you.